Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Breath away and there you will be So young and carefree Again you will see That place in time So Good evening and thank you for tuning in again for another edition of NSV Online Autism Radio. I'm your host Jacqueline Williams-Hines and this is a show where there are no small victories and every accomplishment should be celebrated. Tonight I have a gift for all of my listening family. I'm not going to unwrap it just yet because I want to just talk about the giving season and the spirit that our families share. I think it's so amazing when you hear stories, especially on a national level, that are inspiring, that are motivating, that are uplifting. But I guess for us as a family, more than anything, that are filled with hope. 
I am so inspired by a lot of the things that I'm hearing in the news today. And my guests tonight, and they're they're a little late, but that's okay because they are so incredibly busy right now. They are making national news. Family, if you don't know who I'm talking about, we're talking about Kaylin Bennett and his mom, Sonia Bennett. Kaylin is the first autistic student signed to a D1 college team. He will be signing on to Kent State next semester, or in the fall, actually, to play Division I basketball. And he is making amazing news right now. I know when I talked to mom earlier, they were interviewing with ESPN. So, you know, I'm over the moon. I am so elated. Um, as I said, they are running a little late, but that's okay. They're extremely, extremely busy, and we know our families right now, crazy, crazy busy with the holidays, with the hustle and bustle, with all the juggling that we do, a lot of the year-end stuff that we have coming up. So until we get our family to call in, we're just going to keep kicking it NSV style. I want to know what are our families doing this week? I am trying so hard to prepare for the holidays. And guys, you know, for me, it's been really, really crazy. Um, just wanting to kind of get into the spirit and not really feeling in the spirit. Um, you know, it's just been so busy and life just takes over. And, you know, I want to um, actually take this moment to send out prayers to some of my families on the spectrum who are really struggling with things. I have some families who are really having a hard time with medical issues, um, still trying to navigate for services, being uncertain about what their next year is going to bring because we're facing fiscal short you know, shortcomings um, with budgets being slashed. And I was just in some meetings the other day and finding that some of the services for my son will be, um, you know, uh, decreased in size. So it is a very busy time of the year and it can be a joyous time or it can be extremely stressful. And for me, I think that I for us as families, that kind of goes hand in hand. You know, we are always so up and down living at the extremes of the spectrum of emotions, of um, demands on our time, on our energy. And I think that sometimes we get lost in the shuffle and wanting to just have that time like every other family and to celebrate and celebrate our our little victories. You know, guys, we always say there are no small victories. It's a time of celebration, of coming together, of support, of wanting to see the best in all of us. And I'm hoping that this will be something that will help bring out the best in you. I want to go to the chat room because I see my family blowing up the chat room. And again, this is why I do the show. I don't come here to do interviews. We just have conversations. And I am so loving this time of the year. I have a family member who says, I love Christmas. Ever since my child was little, she freaked out during the unwrapping of presents. The doctor have given us the news that she has autism. They have noticed that this was an issue. Has anyone else heard of such a thing? Yes. 
sensory issues are so huge for us. And again, you know, I think because our children usually don't present with these physical presentations of, of their diagnosis, you know, there are no crutches, there are, you know, no usually no outward presentations. So people have a hard time understanding why our children are so overly sensitive to different sensation. My son was very auditory sensitive and one of his triggers were people singing happy birthday in unison. And to this day, I don't know what that meant or what that felt like for him. I do know that it was something that was really disturbing and he would be able to sit through it and then he would just clear the room. So if you were at a birthday party, um, the cake was on the floor. The decorations were on the floor. He was clawing and biting and screaming. And it, it was just crazy for me. And you feel so defeated, so defeated as a parent because people just assume that it is your parenting style, that you are not able to just manage your child. So you have the double guilt of maybe not understanding how do you support your child through this and how do you deal with the outside scrutiny of other people who may not understand. So it, you know, I know that holidays can be very anxiety provoking for our families. It's, it should be a time of you know, such a joyous occasion and being with your family and, and then knowing that your child may not be able to participate in all these family festivities. Um, it is very, very disheartening. What I would say to you, it, it always comes back to education. Educate your families. Talk about things that maybe be upsetting. You know, one of the things that I did when Joshua was small is I kept a log and I started to look at what happened before the behavior occurred. And this is what we call an the antecedent. What happened right before that behavior occurred? And then what happened right after that behavior occurred? And sometimes you'll be able to chart a pattern so if you know that there are certain triggers or certain times or certain things in the environment that seem to happen consistently before you have these meltdowns, I think it's a, it, it makes you better able to plan how to support the child so that they're not getting those, uh, having those episodes. You know, you're better able to kind of figure out why they're happening. Is it because the child's uncomfortable and they just want to get out of that environment and they don't know how to express themselves? You know, um, is it something that they smell, something that they see, something that they hear? It really becomes a way of charting that behavior. And I think once you realize what you do after that behavior, it helps you to be able to understand what purpose the behavior serves. If you immediately take the child out of that environment and they calm down, then you may find that that's a coping mechanism, a way of communicating to you that I just don't want to be here. Um, and then you're better able to plan for it. Look at what's happening and what is disturbing the child. So it takes time and it takes a lot of effort, but it also takes a lot of understanding on the part of your family. So I, I say time and time again, 
continue to educate the people in your family, in your community about autism and what it looks like for your child, because it is different for every child. And I think that in a way will help bring your anxiety down because you know that you're not just being scrutinized for some things that you're still trying to understand. It's it's work, people. But I think we deserve to enjoy the holidays like everyone else. You know, we we deserve to be able to just have that family time and feel supported and feel loved and not feel that we have to sideline or curtail our activities because, you know, our child's having difficulty. They deserve that. I have a family member that says my child can't be around decades decorated tree without taking the decorations off and throwing them around on what seems to be anger. Has anyone had to deal with this? Um, you know, again, it, is that the purpose that is serving? Is it sensory? You know, is it the child likes the, the feel of it? Um, or are they just so busy that they're, uh, you know, a visual overload? To their senses. I mean, you think about, I, I can tell you my tree is so busy. And part of that is because I have like this Charlie Brown tree. So I just pile stuff on it so that nobody knows how really bad the tree looks. Um, but I get it. You know, when you have flashing lights and you have tinsel and you have all these different decorations and bows and sometimes that can just be a little overwhelming. So I've seen a lot of families really, really streamline their decorations. Um, sometimes just giving that child a decoration that's comfortable for them or, or switching to different material. I, I had a family when I was doing therapy that had all felt decorations and the child was okay with feeling them and didn't take them off of the tree. Um, so I don't know if that was because the other ones, you know, were disturbing to the, to the child's touch. Um, as I said, it, it's, it, man, it's always like this game of, you know, where's Waldo? You're always looking for the clues as to what that behavior means. But I can tell you invariably Behaviors have a have a reason. They have a purpose. Um, don't get caught up in your head and thinking that my child is just not manageable or it's my parenting style or my child's just a bad child. And I hate that term. Um, when we see these behaviors, there is a function. So it's really helping you to figure out what what is the function of that behavior. So again, Look at some of the things that's happening. Is the child really just, you know, are they discarding them? See if you can put something else on there that maybe they would find, you know, uh, more comforted by. Or you may even just have to forego decorations as hard as that seems. And if the child is okay with the, the bare tree, then maybe next year or maybe, you know, gradually add one or two decorations. Um and guys, this is <laughs> this is not a finite science. It is definitely a lot of trial and error and trying to figure out what works for your child. Um, but don't lose sight of the holidays. Please don't lose sight of the meaning of the holiday. You know, we make ourselves crazy with all the hoopla. And 
we don't want to do that. You know, we want our children to really enjoy the time and we get, we should get to enjoy the time. So, you know, it is definitely always trial and error. We have a family member says we can't go into a store during the Christmas holiday because of the holiday lights setting my kids off. Do you have this on your plate? Yes. Um, My son really did have that, you know, and and I would say for me, the turning point was as he got older, he was able to verbally tell me what was disturbing. If something was too loud or too bright, I recall um, being shopping with him, you know, taking him shopping and he was he was in his early teens and it was like, okay, you get to go shopping and we're going to go to the mall. And we went to like this really big busy mall you know like three floors all these stores all these lights and I remember getting so upset with Joshua because he kept falling behind me and I'm thinking like dude get up here you know I'm trying to share this moment with you and have this moment of we're hanging out and we're gonna shop and and he was getting so anxious and then he finally said to me mom I'm I'm trying to keep up but I and then it dawned on me that what was happening there was so much sensory stuff going around I mean like this is a busy mall we have hundreds and hundreds of people and lights and stores and sounds and smells and <clears throat> excuse me and um being being me, being a, a woman, <laughs> not to say that, you know, men don't do this, but I'm a window shopper. If something catches my eye, I'm like, you know, I, I joke that I'm like this bird with a shiny object. I was, ooh, I'm off, you know? Um, so he was actually trying to stay behind me so that he could navigate the mall because every time I stopped, he he was able to read my social cues, my little turn of a head or you know, ooh, you know, that caught my attention. To him, that didn't mean that, okay, mom's going to stop and dart over here and start oohing and on at this store. You know, if I said when we got out of the car that we were, say, for instance, going to JCPenney's, then that was our destination and there was no deviation from that. So he wasn't able to read those social cues. So sometimes I think there's so much information coming in that our children are struggling so hard to figure things out that sometimes the simpler the better so you may want to try shopping at a slower time um early and I, and guys i get it i know it's hard right now because you have all the the black friday sales and then the friday after friday sales and everybody's open 24 hours and so trying to find that opportune time to shop check with some of your local merchants and ask them like when do you get a lull are you getting a lull during the workday um or on a uh, early weekend morning you know um and try to get in uh, you know when it's as at its quietest um and do it in small spurts i would say definitely don't overwhelm yourself and don't overwhelm your family and it may just be you know all else fails shop online save yourself the crazy um again i say sometimes we get so caught up in our heads about what a perfect holiday should look like for our families and sometimes it's just taking it and whatever as good as it gets and enjoying that you know guys 
no small victories. And I can tell you, my son hates shopping. <laughs> His Christmas shopping was about 25 minutes long. So uh, I don't push it. But I'm loving the fact that he's able to get out now and slowly start to get into the shopping situation. I have a family member that says, I have a situation with my child where if he sees Christmas holiday things, he goes into what looks like a rage. I don't know what to do with this. Again, that could be sensory. It could be a sensory overload. Um, again, you know, it, it's so hard to tell because, as I said, children are all different. And I definitely don't want to diagnose or, you know, give anyone uh, a cookie cutter answer. Um I definitely feel like, you know, try to explore, figure out what it is that they don't like. Is it the lights? You know, is it too bright? Is it the texture? Is it the smell? And you'd be surprised that a lot of our children can pick up on smells that we are so not in tune with. Um, depending on where their sensory sensitivity lies, that could be what's overwhelming for them. And then I think you have to kind of start trying to adjust your environment accordingly, you know, um, and then always with an eye towards safety. You want to make sure that there aren't sharp and hard things. Um, and we also want to make sure that there aren't things that our children may or I and I say children um, in the manner of not even age specific. I think my children will be my babies until the day I die and I'll still be <laughs> mom <clears throat> forever. Um, but I think that we, we definitely have to look at whatever factors are problematic. You know, is the child exhibiting from pica, which is the ingestion of non-food items? So are they eating decorations? Are they just smashing them? Um, it's always about finding what the function is for that behavior, you know. Maybe it could it could literally just be that they like the sound that they make when they throw them down. And then it's so it's let's find something else. Let's find something that's appropriate for you to throw. You know, it's it's definitely trial and error, guys. It's and it's a lot of work. But I think sometimes when when we take that time to really slow it down and try to figure out what the function is and we and then we could try to accommodate the child what we would deem socially appropriate appropriately um you have you start to see all these behaviors just de-escalate a lot of times we just see a lot of frustration when that person cannot communicate their needs to us but it is definitely again a lot of work a lot of trial and error We have a family member says, I'm at my wits end here when it comes to family and my child's situation. No one wants to help. No one wants to learn. And they all think we have the answer when they're all wrong. Oh, and they all think they have the answer when they're all wrong. And I'm at the point where I want to shut them out. I can't trust anyone, any of them to help me. Yeah. Um, I've been there and that's so hard and it's so hurtful because I think, you know, I don't, you know, <clears throat> okay, here's the, here's the short and dirty version. Part of me wants to say F them. <sighs> I'm working on my potty mouth, guys. Um, because, you know, we have so much to deal with. 
already. And it's so hard when you just feel like you're exhausted. You are at your wits end and no one seems to understand that you need help. Um, and you do. And, and you know, I've, I've, I've worn that cape so many times. My cape is moth-eaten and wrinkled and it just, it's a mess because I really thought at some point, oh, I don't need anybody. You know, screw them. If you don't want to learn and you don't want to help, then I don't need you. And I can do all this by myself, which is crap. Um, I would say definitely for us and for me, I don't want to speak for you, but I want to say that sometimes the family is who we who we bring into our circle. And it's not always blood. And it's not always someone that grew up with you. The family that Joshua and I have are people who look at him as a person and they see him first and not his diagnosis. And they love him for who he is, regardless of what I do as an advocate, uh, as an educator. I'm not even a factor. And that's what I look for and people to be in his on his team. Do they care about Joshua? And that can be hard because you have to trust people. So I would say as hard as it is, you do have to learn to trust. Um, now, having said that, it's not easy. And you can't trust everybody. And you have to go with your gut instinct. Always, always, always follow your instinct. If something about someone feels wrong or off, you don't owe that person access to your life or your child's life. People need to understand that being in our lives is a privilege, not a burden. And I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back. It is a privilege to be in our lives, not a burden. So be selective. Use your gut instinct, but think outside of bloodlines. And I know that sounds hurtful. But family, that's why I'm here every week, because you guys are my family. You know, you're my family. So it's hard and it's hurtful. But understand that there are so many more of us than people imagine. And when you connect with someone who understands, who gets it. Man, there's nothing like it. I have met so many dynamic parents and family members who love me and who love Joshua. The rest of them people can kick rocks. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> kick rocks. So just, just be selective, you know, and understand that you are worthy of Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. 
Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Having family in your life who love you. Um... And sometimes people helping you is just about you educating them as to what you need. There are a lot of people out there who will be there to help you and stand by you, and they just don't know how. So get out of your head, get out of your way, and say what you need. Do not be ashamed. Do not feel like you're a burden. Be as explicit and as open and as forthcoming as you have to be. And that's how you will find your family. Because I don't want junk in my life. I'm sorry. Me and Joshua are worth more than that. <laughs> oh, are there any document studies on any of these behaviors? Um, yes. When we were talking about a lot of the different behaviors, look up... Um, sensory integration behaviors or sensory integration disorders, um, PICA, P-I-C-A. Um, you know, if you actually, I would say one of the best ways to attack this, go to a website like the CDC and type in autism and then type in, um, let's see, behaviors, um, sensory issues, some of the key phrases, and you'll be able to find documentation. You know, it's, I think it's easy. F uh, I, let me reframe that. I think it's more accessible for newly diagnosed families who have a, ch a child who is still in early intervention because then you have access to applied behavior analysis. You have access to OT, excuse me, occupational therapy, uh, physical therapy, speech, all of these therapeutic interventions. And that really kind of falls off once your child enters school. However, you can still fight for these things through your school department if you need those supports. Um, and a psychologist, I would not rule out because a lot of times we do have family members who are going through a lot of distress, a lot of anxiety because they're having a hard time really verbalizing what they need 
or what's bothering them. And above all, please do not rule out a biological you know, um, contributor. If that child's in pain for any reason, you know, our children may act very atypical to pain. You know, uh, my son had an ear infection and never cried, but he would attack me every night when I tried to put him in his crib. And I, I mean like biting, scratching, kicking the crib. And I could not figure out what it was and because he was nonverbal until, you know, the eardrum started to leak pus. So imagine the pain that he was probably in for weeks and I had no idea. Very, very atypical presentations of, um, of pain response. So, you know, sometimes you do kind of have to run that gamut of going through that checklist. You know, is this something, um, excuse me, not biological, but physiologic, um, you know, or is this something sensory or emotional? Um, it's just finding what the, the function is of that behavior. So that would be a good place to start. And always consult your physician, you know, because maybe they can kind of help you navigate that checklist a lot faster and find out what that behavior is stemming from. Um, is it a perfect, you know, is that a perfect way of doing things? Not really. It's a lot of, a lot of work. Every child's different. And it may take you a while to find out why the child's exhibiting that behavior, but at least it gives you a guidepost or a guideline to follow. Oh, our family member says, since our children are so unexplained and all different, how are we to work with these things? You know, I find that some of the best resources that I have ever come across have been other parents. So definitely open yourself up to any type of support groups. Um, do you have a PTA or, or it's, excuse me, I'm not sure what they would call it for a special needs. Um, if you have a support group in your school, you know, check with your physician. Are there support groups in your area for autism? Check online. Sometimes just posting something online, you may get hit with all kind of answers and they may not all apply to your child, but it's a start, you know, and I, I can tell you parents are some of the best resources because everybody wants to help. No one, at least that I've encountered thus far, wants to see another parent go through the trauma of trying to figure out what's wrong or what's bothering your child, not what's wrong with your child, but what's bothering your child so that they're exhibiting these behaviors. You know, again, like I said, you know, every time I hear the statistics that go get larger every year, my heart breaks because I'm thinking that's another parent that's going through the drama, the trauma that I've encountered. So parents are going to always, I feel like they're always going to be your best resource, even if it's just to have someone bounce ideas off of. You know, we may not always have the answer, but I will always try to help. My child is nonverbal, so I have no idea what she is trying to make me understand. We have been working on things, but we're not getting anywhere fast. Um, okay. First, Let's take fast out of the equation. 
Um, unfortunately for us, fast usually doesn't happen, you know, and, and that's why, you know, when I talk about there being no small victories, I want us as a family to understand that we're going to progress in really small increments. And that's okay. We still need to celebrate those. We still need to acknowledge those, that, that small progression, because to us, it's huge. It's only small as defined by someone else not living this life. Um, so sometimes we see these things take a lot of time to, you know, if you're addressing a behavior or, um, you know, I mean, there's so many issues that we deal with chronic insomnia, you know, battling digestive issues, which is really common, battling, you know, tantruming or self-injurious behavior, which can be really common for us. We all know that it takes a long time, but guys, I want to tell you that I've met so many parents who are looking back and saying, wow, I never thought I was going to get here. I never thought I was going to see this day. And those are the parents that will be your best resource because as much as we wanted to just curl up in a ball in a fetal position and say, I can't do this one more day, we got up the next day and we put a foot in front of the other, you know, so I, I think that's why it's so important for me to talk about these things because it is easy to get discouraged. It is easy to feel like I am not helping my child. What am I going to do? And there are going to be times when you may need to abdicate that throne, you know, and, and say, well, I can't do this, but I need to hand this over to professionals. And those are the parents I really want to speak to and say, do not feel defeated. You have done the best job that you can. And, you know, if like they say, physician heal thyself, physicians are their worst patients. Well, sometimes we're our own worst advocates because we feel defeated when we can't find the answers. That's why we have these physicians, these specialists. Um, it, it does take a lot of time, you know. When you guys hear me talking about Joshua being in college and dancing and modeling and doing all these wonderful things. And you got to remember, he was a three-year-old who was nonverbal, who was tantruming, who, you know, I, I couldn't take my eyes off of for a second and I couldn't sleep. And I was going through anxiety and all of these other issues that our families are dealing with. Yeah, that was me. Just don't give up. Don't give up that there is going to be a better tomorrow. I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm going to keep working for you guys. Is Joshua verbal now? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And <laughs> verbal and um, funny, very dry wit. And learning sarcasm, which was huge. Um, learning, you know, slang. Um, because a lot of times, you know, our our families think very, very literally. 
So to see him, even at this age, and I, I've shared with you, he'll be 22 soon. You know, he's an adult. And just learning that he's starting to get slang. He's starting to learn how to be to make jokes and sarcasm and, and say, you know, sometimes he says stuff to me and I'm ready to like go into super mom mode and he'll say, mom, chill. I'm kidding. No, I never thought I was going to see this day, ever. I never even thought he was going to speak. So, family, I don't know what your faith is, but when I tell you God has plans for us, because I would have never been here if it had not been for Joshua, just take it one day at a time, one day at a time, you know? And I want to say something else about the nonverbal issue. There are ways for our families to communicate. If your child or your adult is never verbal, there are so many ways that they are communicating with you. Please do not feel like you have failed if they never speak. You know? I want to, and the family member that just says, is there hope that our child will speak one day? Oh my God, if I could wish it right now, I would say yes to every parent out there that yes, definitively your child will speak. And I have no way of knowing that. Um, I have interviewed people, well, again, we don't have interviews, we have conversations. I've had conversations with our guest family members who said to me, I didn't speak until I was 10. I didn't speak until I was a teenager. I didn't speak. And sometimes I've actually had people say, I just didn't feel like there was a need to. It never occurred to me that sometimes that may be the case. You know, when we see some someone that we think spontaneously starts to speak all of a sudden, well, maybe it's just at that point where they just decided they wanted to speak. Um, and some of our family members will never speak and may need augmentative devices to speak. And that's okay. So, uh, again, I, I just want to say that we have to look for the best. And whatever that best is for us, that's what we need to accept, you know. And I know that sounds harsh sometimes. Do I look at other people? I mean, I have, Joshua went to school with a young man who is now starting his master's program, college graduate. And do I look at him and say, wow, they were in preschool together. I wonder if I had done something different. Could that have been Joshua? Guys, that shoulda, woulda, coulda train, let it leave the station without us. We can't do shoulda, woulda, coulda. I'm not doing shoulda, woulda, coulda. Don't do it. You're doing the best you can today. And that's all anybody can ask of you. 
I have a family member that says, in listening to all of these stories tonight, I feel like I understand a bit better. My sister has kids with this and she has been trying to get us to listen and learn more. I guess we just didn't want to listen. I want to thank you for doing this. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Thank you from me. Thank you from my son and thank you for your sister. You have no idea how much that means to me to hear you say your sister. Hmm. Okay, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I was about to get a little emotional. Thank you for listening. Um, and please try to learn everything you can. Your niece or nephew needs you. Please sign back onto the show. Please go to iHeartRadio and look up some of my older shows where we've had guest families who are professionals, you know, from all kind of disciplines. Um, just keep learning, please. And thank you. Y'all gonna get me in here crying today. I said I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> When do we turn to professionals and how can we know who to trust? Uh, again, like I said, trust your gut instinct, but also make sure when you're looking to professionals, check their credentials. You know, check their credentials. Are they board certified? Um, and then check to see if there are parents that you can speak to. Most credible therapists or um, service providers are more than willing to connect you with other family members who can give you a personal account of what they think of the services. You know, um, it, it's really imperative that you make sure that whoever you connect to are skilled, are professionals, and have the temperament and the, um, the compassion to work with our families. And the reason why I say that, and it's not to disparage anyone, it is to say that just because someone holds a degree or a license, they may not have the personality to work with your child. And they may be wonderful with someone else. Um, think about what you want to see and someone who is interacting with your family member. Because that is a very important component. Don't discount it just because this person is a, a professional and they have a license or a degree. Don't discount your gut feeling and the, the social um, capability of this person. How social are they as far as interacting with your family member? And how do you feel when you talk to them? Again, guys, gut instinct, never discount it. That's your spidey sense. Use it. Well, guys, I, you know, I almost wanted to say that I was a little disappointed that our guests couldn't come in. Um, but you know what? I'm not. You know, because I'm going to get in touch with um, Kaylin and Sonia. As I said, they are national news right now and they are hot as fish grease. 
little <laughs> little southern uh, idiom for you guys. Hottest fish grease. Um, and she, I know they very much wanted to be here. So invariably there had to be some reason why they didn't make the show. So we will get them on another show. Um, but I wanted to say thank you for showing up tonight and asking the questions and keeping this family conversation going. Uh, I, guys, you... Again, I don't have guests and we don't do interviews. We have conversations. So your time is so valuable to me. So I want to thank you for showing up because the question you ask, I guarantee you there is somebody else sitting there that couldn't bring themselves to say it out loud. So you're helping somebody else. There's a family member that says, are there things and ways that will help others who don't understand autism? Yes. Education. Education. The more, the better. Guys, there are so many websites now that will give you information about autism. Um, I would say definitely start with Autism Speaks. Um, start with the CDC um, and just put in, in your search engines, you know, whatever you're looking for slash autism. And I guarantee you, you will find information and look for current stuff, you know, because there's so many things that are cutting edge right now when we're looking at therapeutic interventions, when we're looking at laws that are impacting us, please, please, please make yourself aware of what's going on in this administration. And that is not partisan. This is not Republican. This is not Democratic. This is about our families. Understand the laws that may be impacting our lives, whether it's health, education, social service supports. It is so not partisan. Educate yourselves and talk. Talk to other families, share that information. We are a wealth of knowledge. And as long as we continue to have these conversations, I guarantee you somebody's going to benefit. It's that saying, each one teach one. Start in your family. Talk to the sister or the brother like the, the aunt that just chimed in and said they're learning something. Get them to log on to the show. Guys, go to the website. Go to my Facebook page, NSV Online Radio. Like the page. Share the page. You know, as I said, and, and things have kind of gotten away from me. I've been working on relaunching our website, you know, um, just trying to get us more visible and sharing that information with other families. We are each other's community. And the more people we have in our community, the more power we have to make changes, the more education we can spread, and the more support we can give each other. So again, yes, there is something you can do. Not be silent. That's what you can do. Guys, I am so just elated that you were here again tonight sharing the show with me and sharing this wonderful time. So again, come back next week. I am still going to get the Bennett's on this show. You guys know me. I am <laughs> I am tenacious <laughs> to be 
to be nice about it. Um, but I'm so excited for their story. So if you don't know who they are, please Google Sonia, S-O-N-J-A, and Kaylin, K-A-L-I-N, Bennett, B-E-N-N-E-T-T. And I guarantee you, this is such a feel-good story. And as soon as I get them back, we're going to be here in our at our family table talking to the Bennetts because I guarantee you, they're making national news, not just because he was signed to Kent State, but because... Yes, he has autism, but that's not the story. That's not the story I want to tell. I want to talk to mom. I want to talk to her and see what she did that was different. Because we all need to hear that. We all need the hope. Family, we're going to end the show tonight. And again, I hope to talk to you all again next week. Happy holidays with love from me and Joshua. And remember, there are no small victories. Every accomplishment should be celebrated. Be blessed. Everybody loves a winner. Losers only got to lose. Everybody loves a winner. It makes us feel like we're winners too. Everybody loves a winner. The lies, the kisses, the hugs, have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.